It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Three up, two across. Tap that play button three times and walk through the archway into Dialogue Alley. Hello and welcome to Dialogue Alley. It's a podcast all about Harry Potter books, book translations, and all other things magical. I'm Melanie. I'm Carly. I'm Eric. And the three of us are Harry Potter book translation collectors. And that's what we're here to talk about on this podcast. Guys, nice job. I did it. I didn't screw it up. <laughs> you said your name. Oh, Carly. She said her. Oh, her hair is so red. I didn't even know. Yeah, that. I dyed it. Oh, my gosh. Great job. All right. Today is season three, episode one. And we are so excited to be back and to be sharing some amazing news with everybody today. It's been a while since we've had a podcast out, and that is because we have had a lot of changes to Dialogue Alley, and we are so excited to finally be here to be sharing all of this new stuff with you guys. Oh, here we are. Season three, episode one. Um, So... Just to let you guys know, if you haven't picked up on it, when you clicked on whatever little app you listen to our podcast on, we are now officially partnered with MuggleNet, and we're streaming on Spreaker, which is so exciting. Yay. It's really cool, you guys. (laughs) That was thrilled. I'm thrilled. I'm like genuinely thrilled. I know. I'm like, I'm tearing up a little bit because this has been such a huge thing in the making for us. And we're so excited about all of the things that it's going to mean for our podcast going forward. And, you know, one of the big things as translation collectors that we talk about all the time is spreading the word and spreading our knowledge and spreading information about these Harry Potter books and book collecting and book translation collecting and now we're going to be able to hopefully get to so many more people which is really really exciting so um we'll get into all of the nitty-gritty details of what that's going to mean for everyone going forward but yeah we're just so excited to be part of this new community like a little muggle net community Aren't we? I yeah, love it. I think you 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 said it you said it very correctly. That sounded horrible. <laughs> yeah, I liked what you said about spreading the word about this community because I feel like a lot of people collect Harry Potter things, but not a lot of people collect Harry Potter translations, which is really a 
pretty cool uh, little corner of the Harry Potter universe. It is. So I'm excited that more people get to uh, get exposed to that aspect of the Harry Potter phenomenon. Yeah, and what better way to delve right into Harry Potter translation collecting than having one of our favorite guests on this first episode of season three, and that's our friend Peter. <laughs> hey, everybody. <laughs> He's like sending us little hearts. We're so, I am. we're so excited to have you on this episode. It means so much to us. I love you guys, too. Yeah. Thank oh, you I'm for so having excited. me. It just feels, it feels right. Yeah. It feels right. Because you're such a huge part of the book collecting community and the book translation community and as well as our like our personal lives like we're really you know like you're just a big part of things sending more hearts (laughs) oh so it's just fitting (laughs) that you're here where i i I think i'm very appreciative that you're here because i think in terms of (laughs) the harry potter what (laughs) peter's microphone just slow motion oh flag on the play (laughs) sorry 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 okay it's it's secure it's all good okay okay go ahead eric oh uh okay what was i don't even know what i was saying oh uh what i think is really great about peter being here is that i think for people like myself and other collectors that kind of jumped into translation collecting at the same time I did. Peter was kind of the first stop, I suppose, of, of like, whoa, other people do this because of, of his visibility on social media and on the internet. Um, I mean, along with Melanie and Carly, like you guys are the three people that I think I connected with first uh, when I began this collecting journey just because of everything that you've already done. So I think this is really cool that you're going to be here to talk about translation collecting today with us. Because, um, I mean, you're a, a translation collector, right? First and foremost, in terms of um, how you kind of started your channel and, and everything and your personal collection. So excited yeah. you're here. That's very true. Yeah, I'm excited. Excited to be here to talk about translations. Yay! Yeah. Yeah, so. It is weird, though, like that. And it's, it's this is not patting us on our backs, but it, Carly, Mel and I, we we kind of were like the the starters of this which is weird isn't it yeah to think about i still can't really like wrap my head around it well i feel like we might not necessarily have been like the starters but on social media i really feel like we were and that's what i mean yeah kind of social media and and bringing awareness almost because i know other people were doing it before but we were very we were quite visible and others weren't yeah right like like Sean Potterglot, Sean from Canada, like he was on it really early on too, but he wasn't as into the social media aspect of it. It was more of like a personal collecting journey. And I, I do feel like a lot of people might have also been on that same personal journey, but really never thought to like look and see if other people were doing it. Because I think I mentioned the last time that you were on, Peter, like I didn't think anyone else was going to do this, right? Like I thought I was the only one that had this idea. Clearly not. But it's still, like, not that many people have had this idea when you think about, like, the amount of Harry Potter fans that there are or people in the world in general. It's a lot of people. But it is still a pretty small, like, group that, that we know about, right, which is cool. But that's kind of why we're uh, podcasting about it, to hopefully get more people into it. So cool. Love it. I love that you guys are doing this. Yeah. Yeah. So 
that's what our main segment is going to be about once we get into that is really bringing things home and talking about collecting translations and what that means and um we're just really excited to be talking about that but and what and why you should care even if you're not a <laughs> translation collector because yeah. it's interesting it's, it's so interesting it's so interesting and i will say like i follow some people on tiktok that are just harry potter collectors and have these massive rooms of harry potter merchandise and things and even on their shelves, I see some of these iconic translations that we talk about. I see the 20th anniversary German set and I see the Slovak 20th anniversary set because they're just so beautiful and iconic. And that just like touches my heart so genuinely because I'm so happy to see more love for these books in other collector communities as well as ours. So mm-hmm. really, really cool. Um, why don't we get into some news and then we'll hop into our main segment it is ryan here and i have a question for you what do you do when you win like are you a fist pumper a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. So we have some really cool news, you guys. First things first, we partnered with MuggleNet. So we want to fill you in on what will be different going forward now that we're affiliated with MuggleNet. And it's not a lot, really. Not a lot of change. If you've been listening to us from now on, it, it, we're going to keep on going. We're going to keep on pushing out wonderful episodes for everyone. Um, but there are a few things that you'll notice. Um, if you're listening to us on what you've normally been listening to us on. Carly, what, what are some of the differences? Well, now we're going to have advertisements in our episodes. But if you support us on Patreon, um, you could have the possibility of listening to our episodes ad-free. So that's really cool. So if you want to be listening ad-free, you can hop on over there and join us on there. Or you can listen to us with advertisements. Either way, no. it's a delightful That's experience. It. Yeah. Still here. Still here. Either way, you're supporting the show, whether you're on Patreon with us or you're listening to the ads. They're supporting our show to keep our show going. So yep. thank you for listening. We appreciate you guys tremendously. And how cool is this? Like, also big news. It's now season three of our show. Like, that yeah. that alone is super cool, But quite frankly. Um, I was reading something that only a few podcasts make it like the first couple episodes. So like, how cool is it that we're in season three? Anyway. I think that's pretty amazing. I'm quite. I'm proud of us. I am too. 
And job team. What were you going to say? Oh, I would say also um, other things that you guys might notice about listening to us now that we are with MuggleNet. Um, one thing that's super awesome now that we are on Spreaker, we aren't limited in our content anymore. And I don't know if anyone's noticed in the past that we've only been able to put out like three episodes a month because of the fact that we were limited to a certain number of hours on our previous hosting platform. But now that we're on Spreaker, we have unlimited hours and unlimited time. So we can have either longer episodes or we can have more episodes. So we are going to be very much on top of putting out our episodes consistently every Monday. Yes. So that's an awesome change with this partnership. So we're stoked about that. Um, also, absolutely. I don't know if you guys also noticed, but we have new music in our episodes, which we just wanted to spice things up a little bit um, by adding some magic into our episodes. Um, and another super cool thing about this is we now have an editor who's going to be helping us edit our podcasts. And that's a huge thing for us. And it's going to be a huge thing for you guys because you're going to get better quality episodes and hopefully our editor whose name is Tommy makes us sound really good which we already know that he does because he's already tested out a few episodes for us so we are super super excited about that so I think those are the only real big changes yeah that you guys are going to notice hopefully nothing uh, too crazy but any feedback you guys have like we'd love to hear from anybody so um you can always reach out to us on our instagrams with that or you can contact us super easily by going to our website which that's also like a bit of news because we have a website now yes and it's really awesome dialoguealley.com super easy yep how did we come up with that? <laughs> I don't, I don't who, know. Who knew? I don't know. Who could have thunk it? I don't know. But anyway, back to the books, though. Is there any book news, Carly? We have tremendous book news after what feels like most of my lifetime waiting. The illustrated edition of Order of the Phoenix is coming out October 11th, like this month, in a very few couple like, of days. That's going to be tomorrow. Like, if you're listening to this episode on the day that it's released, tomorrow... It's only a day away then. I'm so excited. (laughs) Just kidding. Well done, Annie. (laughs) I really think we've been waiting for decades for this book. It's crazy. I mean, obviously, Order of the Phoenix is Gigantosaurus, but like, it took a long time to illustrate this book. I'm so excited. I can't wait. I'm going to go to like probably a few bookstores and like just look at them. (laughs) Like, such a creeper. But I really, I'm so excited. Uh, I can't wait. <laughs> ma'am, I've told you twice you've had to leave. <laughs> I know. You, ma'am, you're you have going to, to need purchase to... the book? I go in another time with a mustache. I have. I own three of them at home I go in already. like this. They'll never know. <laughs> They'll never know. <laughs> or comb my head over my face. Put on some glasses. I'm so excited. I can't wait for this so, book. So that's excited. And I know there, as there have been in the previous illustrated editions there is a regular illustrated edition and there is a deluxe exactly. illustrated edition which some of us here are really amped about melanie tell us more <laughs> i mean i'm super amped about it because i think out of all of the other deluxe illustrateds this is the most 
gorgeous, spectacular one out of the five. Yeah. It's black and gold. There is so much gold foiling on this deluxe illustrated. Like, it hurts my eyes. And it's, I mean, the only downside is that it's, like, so, so, so expensive. But it's going to be so worth it. I'm pretty sure it's going to make my shell, like, my shelf collapse because it's so heavy. But how cool is the real, like, the actual cover of, like, the regular book, too? Like. It's gorgeous. Right. I'm so, I can't, I just, I'm so excited. I could say that several times over and it would just sound redundant. But it's, all, all of it's always true. Like, I'm, I can't wait to open this book and flip through it. Mm-hmm. Oh, little hot same. tip about the deluxe edition. So I've collected my deluxe editions from Amazon when they have random like fifty percent off sales. Same. So if you are someone who can wait for a sale, which Mel isn't always someone who can wait for a sale. I already But if mine. you <laughs> listener out there, <laughs> if you are listening out there and you really want this book, just wait. You know, half a year. Or around the holiday season, and you may get lucky with 50% That's off. That's how I got my Chamber of Secrets deluxe. It was $37, but you could only order That's... one. That's how I got all four of my deluxe editions. It was a yep. fluke sale. Was that on uh, Amazon US, Peter? Or Amazon was that on US. Amazon? Amazon, okay. Yep. Because also, right now, the dollar and the pound are like pretty samesies yeah. in yeah. terms of value. So if you've been eyeing something on Amazon UK for right now this for a while, or anything on... Even eBay that's that's out of the UK and you're paying at the American dollars, it's it's a good time for you to buy something that you've been maybe having your eye on for a while. So great, great, great advice. Um guys, speaking of the UK, <clears throat> I just got back from the UK. Yes, I was there. Back. I was there all last week. Uh, I love I loved your pond. photos. I ha- I loved it. It was <laughs> Eric's like laughing at my fake terrible accent i was there for a week and i like still sound like a new yorker um it was absolutely amazing um we went to edinburgh for a day and got to see the castle and got to go to uh the outside of the elephant house because it's still closed because there was a horrific fire there um so i went to the outside of it and took pictures like a creep and people were like wondering why i was there and it didn't matter we're all a bit creepy it's okay (laughs) i know right um and coming from the person who's going to multiple bookstores to look at a book that you already (laughs) i know right but (laughs) yes valid i'm okay with Um, it and I know. Other than my best friend's wedding, which was the reason why we were there, our favorite day was we went to Durham for the day with Adam, and he like kind of gave us him and his girlfriend Chelsea gave us like a bit of a tour, and we had the absolute best day in the pouring rain I think I've ever had. And Durham Cathedral is where they filmed the first two Harry Potter movies. So, like, we had just an awesome time taking pictures and exploring there and, like, matching up the scenes in the movies with the actual places. It was so beautiful and so wonderful. Um, And, yeah, it was an amazing time um, because... Adam and I got to chat about like so many Harry Potter books and have these awesome experiences. And if you don't know who Adam is, he is the Harry Potter specialist. Like he is the go-to signature dude. If you have any questions about a signature, 
go to Adam. He has a website, which is amazing for authenticating your books. Um, and besides that, he's also just the nicest guy. Like, if he lived here, he'd be on this podcast with us. Like, he'd be hanging out with us and, like, I don't know, drinking butterbeer at Wizarding World with us every year when we go. And he just was absolutely wonderful. We had such a good time. Um, one of the best things that we did, we were, like, walking around in a bookstore. And there was this guy that came up to us as we're, like, talking about Harry Potter books and all the different editions. And this guy came up and he was like, hey, I'm thinking about reading Harry Potter. I've never read it before. Like, you kind of seem like the people that I should be asking about these books. And I was like, yeah, you should. if you've never read them before, you should get the illustrated edition because it's really great if you're going to be reading it. Um, and we just, like, went into it. And I was like, oh, my God, I like I hope this guy gets this book and hope he loves it and it was just such a cool experience like being there with Adam and knowing that like the two of us are these huge Harry Potter collectors and we're just like introducing someone to her it's like the phoenix rebirth you know from the born from the ashes <laughs> precious so precious but it was amazing it was such it was an amazing 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 trip i bought like four harry potter books and that's it uh, yeah. That's but that's not the only thing you bought, Melanie. Oh, I keep talking. I'm talking so much. <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> I'm just talking so much. Um, I also bought after our um amazing episode about the 20th anniversary Slovak books. Um, I was able to get a commission of Hagrid done in watercolor by Adrian Macho and it came today in the most beautiful packaging like oh, it was right next to me I think it's on my shelves um with like twine and little wax seal and it's just so beautiful I cannot wait to get this framed it's he's beautiful. so good his Hagrid is my it's, it's my favorite Hagrid I think it's all he, of it's our favorite f- Hagrids I don't know about Peter but I think the three of us I yeah, think we agree I, he's our I, favorite Hagrid He he. Uh, Peter's like, doodled. you talking to me? <laughs> talking Sorry, to me? I was I was mooted. Uh, mooted. I was muted. <laughs> Moot, mute, mute. Mooted. <laughs> Sorry, what was the question? Adrian Macho's Hagrid. What do you think? Yeah, what do you think of Adrian Macho's Hagrid? <clears throat> um, I have to. I have all the. Hold on, let me go. <laughs> hold on. Oh, also, I want to apologize to your editor <laughs> because I forgot to mute my mic. And I'm just like, I heard nothing. Like sloshing but... away on my food. Well, yeah, you didn't hear it because I muted the phone, but I didn't mute the mic. <laughs> oh, so right. Sorry, apologize Tommy. to your editor. I mean, yeah, the Adrian Macho's Hagrid, Hagrid is, is fantastic. My Hagrid. I think it's all of our uh, the three of us anyway. Favorite Hagrid. Yeah, it's fantastic. Like, how can you not love that guy? It's he's precious. He's so precious. Uh, well, I, I think Melanie. Once, once uh, I like sent you what he doodled in my book. You're like, hey. I'm very yeah, tempted to. FOMO. I'm very tempted to do the same. Although, yeah, I'm very tempted. I part of me though would like something. I would like a doodle of Ollivander because that was my Ollivander doggo. I would love to oh, see that how that would be amazing, yeah. and that would be original because I don't think he's done that. Like that would be a really cool. I thing may to get send, him to, I may buy a book one too. and see if he'll doodle an Ollivander for like an Ollivander's wand shop or something because that was my Ollivander. That'd be amazing. Oh my god, that'd be so cool. He would. He's a great guy. If you're looking to get like or a Hagrid in Ollivander's wand shop or a doodle shop. from him, 
What, Carly? I'm getting ideas, bro. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was just going to say, if you would like to get uh, a book from Adrian Macho from Slovakia, yeah. uh, look him up on Instagram. He's that uh, seaside spirit, and he's a really and awesome guy, delightful. and he is more than happy to do some art for you. So hit him up. He's a really cool guy. That's right. And anything else in news, Carly, before we move on? Oh, Lord. Um, this is actually really, really, really fun. This has been years in the making, and I'm so thrilled for Yvonne. She finished her translation collection, like book one translation collection. I met her. Woo! She's she over the the course of her completing her collection and me completing mine and all of these things going on. I met her back in like 2014-15, shortly after I got on Instagram, because Peter told me I should. Um I met her, she messaged me about some deluxe editions, and then we just never quit talking. She's become one of my closest friends in all of this mess. We've met up at Wizarding World, which is where everyone should meet up if you're a Harry Potter fan. And yeah, and she finished her collection. I'm so thrilled for her. It's awesome. And when we say finishing your collection, if you're new, if this is the first time listening to our show, um, there's not like an official, official number, but... Um, between 95 and 97 authorized translations or transliterations or versions of Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone exist and not many people that we know of have all of these so it's always a big deal when someone else finishes their collection so Yvonne I think is the first person in the UK I think is she in the UK? She's in Wales yeah yeah so pretty cool and then speaking of the UK there's another collector in our discord uh, Mike and he decided he was going to start collecting translations, and I think he got like seventy-five in, in two days. Two, two days, which is pretty insane. Um, and he didn't tell his wife what was happening, so she was a bit like surprised when a bunch of boxes started arriving at their house. So, um, uh, Mike is my kind of collector. Yeah, <laughs> just going for it all. Like, yep. why, why not? I'm yeah. all in. Adam I'm all called in now. him. Let's do it. Um, called him compulsive, and also said. <laughs> When he gets his mind set on something, like, he's got to do it. And, like, that's why I already pre-ordered the deluxe edition of that's Order of Phoenix. Because mindset. I just need it right now. I can't wait until <laughs> there's a sale. <laughs> that's exactly what I did when I decided to collect two through seven. Like, oh, I yeah, you just went for it. hundreds of books. I remember. And a very small amount of time. I remember. And God. so, yeah, Mike, you're you're definitely my kind of collector. <laughs> <laughs> we sound very similar. Uh, delightful, delightful. Um, I think that's it. You know what else is? Oh, do it. You do know what else is delightful? What you know what else is delightful? What? Talking about translations in our main segment. <laughs> Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.
All right, so for the main segment for Season 3, Episode 1, we are going to talk about... Drum roll. Translation collecting. Oh. Because... Oh, sorry, I didn't give you enough time. <laughs> oh. It's fine. Should I should I do it again? No, it's fine. Leave it. Now, Move on. moments passed. Moments okay, passed. here we go. I'm over it. All right. Okay. Well, <laughs> could have been better, but hey, we do what we can. Um, <laughs> so we're going to talk about translation collecting because this podcast really started because of translation collecting. And I think as our, and I say our because I, I would say we are all a part of this community of translation collectors is growing and we get to hear more about um, just different people and different experiences and different ways that they go about collecting translations. There have been a lot of things that that change, right? I mean, like if you think about Peter collecting books, in what year did you start really going hard for translations? Uh, it's right around when Fl- Fl- Sorcerer's Stone, I guess you'd call it, came out. Uh, the movie came out, so two thousand one, two thousand two. Okay, is when I started and then, collecting translations. I mean, Carly and Melanie, you were a little bit after that. I was a bit after that. Um, I was about when I think mine was like right after book seven came out. Like once once the stories were done. Yeah, I would say that it was about then. Once I had like my U.S. set of books, the start of my collection was then I had to get the U.K. books because that was the, you know, original text so I needed to have the original text block but then things sort of spiraled after that (laughs) (laughs) clearly (laughs) things spiraled a little bit Carly when did you start going for translation Um, so mine was very interesting I was I'm started rare and signed things and that was very much what I wanted to stay doing and Peter started doing the translations and so many of our conversations with Carly you need to start, you know, this is really fun, it's challenging, it's different, da, 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 and, I was, and I was very snooty about it. I was like, no, I only do rare and signed you things. Were. I was. I really was. <laughs> you were. You were set on your your path. Yep. I'm like, oh, and you were over there like, look what I picked up, and the covers were fun, and I thought they were neat, but to me they were a lot easier to find than what I, because I really am very drawn to rare and signed things. Really, really, really very much so. I've always been, I like eccentric stuff, I like very unique things. And at the time, I didn't realize that they had rare translations. It never occurred to me that would be a thing. I don't know why. Um, And then finally what did it is I've talked quite a bit about my background in linguistics. And there's a language that I fell in love with when I was studying my uh, master's stuff was Breton. I I fell in love with that language because it just gets kind of a bad rap in the place where it lives. So... And I was fascinated that it about so many things about Breton, and then I found out there was a Breton translation, and then shortly thereafter, I think I, I think it was literally, yeah, Peter was like, yeah, I just bought the Breton, and I was like, there's a Breton Harry Potter, and I think the day after I bought one, and that's all it took. <laughs> and then I remember, funny story is shortly after I started buying them, Peter was like who I was buying from at first, um, just because that's how so many things start, including the rare and signed stuff, and... I remember this. these couple of books came in. It was Galician, I think Kumai book one, and like a few others. And Peter was like, now Carly, these are going to be a bit more expensive. They're like $30, $40, okay? <laughs> what? And I was like, that was pretty much, I was like, fine, I'll do it. <laughs> 
good 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 thing you did do it too uh, because Galician especially is like who I don't even know what how much the last one sold for. Um, that's such a hard book to find. It's now. going the way of Asturian. That's the blue yeah. one, right? Yeah. It, yeah. But the t- there are a couple for sale right now by people on two our Discord. Two seven are how much are they asking? Two hundred plus. I don't remember. I think. Let me look. Um, because yeah, that's, two through I mean, seven that's a are still book, quite so. findable. But it's like a whole set. I think it's a book whole set. Book one is not. It's book one that's gone, and it, they're out of print, right? So, yeah. What is my neighbor doing? I apologize, but like, if you hear any loud bangings, my neighbor is like, I don't building a house next door. So I apologize. Two hundred inside an two hundred for book one. Mm-hmm. 200 for book one, for 30. Well, then go on our Discord, buy it, Peter. I, I should buy it. I Come on our Discord. On her Discord Honestly, no. I wouldn't be surprised um, to see Galician go the way of Asturian as far as, like, rarity and value at some point. I, it really is going that way. Especially as we get new translation true. collectors and demand keeps going up. There's only the same amount of books. Yeah, so that's a good... that. That's a good segue, Carly, because the first question I want to have for Peter and the rest of you is, like, what, why should people do t- translation collecting, right? And, like, why, why is it cool to do? Like, hey, maybe I don't need all of these books that are behind all of us right now, but even a few. Like, what is the cool thing about getting Harry Potter translations? Well, if you're a Harry Potter fan in general, I mean... I would assume you would think it's cool that, you know, we're a worldwide community of fans. Like, Harry Potter is literally a worldwide phenomenon. And it's cool to essentially connect with other fans through their cover artwork. You know, cover artwork of different translations from different countries. And see how they interpret Harry Potter differently based on how their illustrators illustrated the books. Um, so, you know, even if you're not someone who's like the four of us who is going to fill up a room with Harry Potter books, you know, consider maybe just collecting the unique covers. And that's actually how I started. I didn't want all of the Mary Grand Prey and Thomas Taylor covers. I wanted all of the unique covers. And I mean... Be be warned if if you do that and you're like us and you have that collecting drive, uh, you will have a room full of Harry <laughs> Potter books at one at some point. But um, but start with that. It's it's just really cool to see and and hold in your hand. Not not just look at pictures on the internet. Hold in your hand the actual book that came from these different mm-hmm. countries and other Harry Potter fans. You know from from all over the world. Yeah, I, I equate it to like whenever you're traveling to another country or even another state and you see something from where you are from. Like if, if I'm I'm from Minnesota, if I see someone else like like I saw someone in Paris wearing like a St. Cloud State University sweatshirt it was a university in, in Minnesota. And I'm like, whoa, that's kind of cool. Right. Like, hey, it's over there. like there, there's like a little like giddy happiness that you see like seeing like a little part of you know what it is you know what it is somewhere else what is the perfect analogy for this and it's gonna sound crazy is like when you're driving to work 
And then a car pulls up next to you and it turns out to be like your mom in the car next to you. And you're like, oh, my God, mom. And it's like, meanwhile, like you see your mom like once a week. But just the fact that she is in the car next to you and showed up at that same place at the same time as you, like it just makes you so happy to have just like a piece of home. It's it's kind of like that. It's like when I even when I just went into the the bookshops in the UK and I saw like the gift editions and all these other books that I collect on my shelves and I saw them in these bookshops where other people buy these books and could just go into a store and buy them. It just made me so touched that like, oh my God, these these books are out there and it's, it's so cool that other people can experience these books in other meaningful ways that are so meaningful to them. It's just, it's just awesome. Um... So I've actually been, it's funny you say that. I think I love the people that I've met doing this. I love the books. I love the books. But I love the people that I've met doing this. Also, I'm not going to lie and say, because we get a bunch of, we have a pretty decent linguistic diversity population here, diverse linguistic population here. And so sometimes we get speakers from all over who need interpreters and whatnot. And I've totally got into a room of a Bosnian speaker and told her, Harry Potter book in Bosnian with the help of an interpreter and she was I said that to a door to door (laughs) solicitor who was from Estonia Uh, and I was like I'm not interested in what you're selling but I do have a Harry Potter book in Estonian and And she was like huh and then I like closed and all she said was (laughs) the patient wasn't even excited she was just like oh okay and I was like why am I (laughs) okay moving on and I had to get back to work but you know I've loved the people along the way like the books are really really fun all of that's really really fun and i all the collecting end of it all is really fun but i've loved the people end of it like that has made it what it is for me i guess and like what peter said about the worldwide community yeah i love i love seeing that they really i've got friends all over the world now i can honestly say because of translation collecting harrison myself and a few other people like we've had to talk to people in greenland I would have never had the opportunity to talk to someone in Greenland or Iceland or, in Harrison's case, the Faroe Islands. So, how cool is that? I'm, that's it, so funny you bring that up because that brought up a, a fun memory of searching for translations. Did any of you call different countries, like look up bookshops oh, yeah. and call them? So many times. I, I, I did not actually call them, but I, e- I emailed I a lot. Them, yeah, with emailed with like bunch. English and Google Translate in the same email. I would call bookshops mm-hmm. and I would just pray that they spoke English. And then they did. And, and like when they did, I was like, oh my gosh, do you have this book? And then I found a couple books through calling bookstores in different countries, which was crazy. But the Faroe Islands, for example, I called whatever that bookshop is called that sold. Yeah, I know what it is. The, the I was on their books. books. With the red one with the grass yeah. roof? Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Book it's like handle, the one of two bookstores the of two, in the exactly. entire country. Isn't there like book handle, yeah. I think? I, I think remember. it is, but it was it's that's just it was just fun, you know. Yeah, the the hunt to find the hunt. books. I called a few shops actually, mainly mainly like uh, mainly mainly um I called a few in Nepal. Like I would Google used bookstores in Nepal, and just see if I could find any kind of luck. And no, I had no luck there. Um, same with India, I had no luck there either. <laughs> but I did call. I didn't get any books out of it, but I confused a lot of people. <laughs> Xander one time he called someone in Nepal asking about the books and they're like uh, we sell groceries 
Oh, close. At least he called the retail place. Well, I'm not saying they said they sold books, but it was probably like maybe, I don't know, not groceries, but. Cookbooks. But they were confused. But if that says anything about the translation collecting community, like, we will go to any length. That. I mean, if it didn't cost so much money to fly places, I would have flown places. Oh, 100 I was totally looking we at have tickets all to talked Greenland about at it. one Sean point. Sean McAllister's talked about it, too, on the show. Like, we would have all put on a shirt in Malayalam and flown to Kerala and just walked help, around help. town. Like, help me find this book. I need it. Right here. I have... Uh, well, like, one, I like, literally, but at one I've, point, I was looking at the libraries that had, like, Asturian, Greenlandic, and those, and looking up fines <laughs> for things yeah for losing a book and yeah, and we have, tickets we've all thought about and it and but tickets. we all agree like, that I that is plans. no it's wrong. It's wrong. We, we don't steal books guys but when you're desperate don't do it either but i was looking at <laughs> i was looking at plane tickets to greenland thinking because they only have five bookshops thinking that i could go easily hit up the five and maybe find something or just go the towns are small enough i could have just knocked door to door I'm, you know. So I, I think this is a, a perfect natural transition to the next point I wanted to talk about, which was the evolution of translation collecting in terms of then, which then I would I would say I would I would say like early 2010s, even maybe like late 2000s, yeah. kind of kind of like and that's kind of when I started collecting translations, but not. Seriously, I was still living with my parents. I was in high school. I didn't have a bunch of money. I didn't have a job to buy things. So it's just kind of like, oh, we're on a family vacation in Mexico. I'm going to get a book. Oh, my uncle's going to France. He's going to get me a book. Right? I didn't have a lot of control over what I was doing in terms of um, like where I was going or which books I was getting or, or, you know, I didn't really even have, I don't think we had high speed internet until I was like a senior in high school. So the ways to go about collecting has, has really changed. So I'm just curious to talk about kind of how translation collected started, translation collecting started then. And by then, I mean, Peter, you said you're calling bookstores. How did you initially find out which books had translations and what to base your list on? Was it the Wikipedia article? I think it was the Wikipedia article. Um, because that's where I went to initially, yeah, just, like I'm number one. Remember, and I feel like actually. a lot of people oh, did. No. So most of my books in 2001 were from Borders or Barnes & Noble. They had this big translation section. And they had a ton of different Harry Potter books. I don't think they do anymore. They have Spanish um, mainly now. Just couple, Spanish. Or Latin. Spanish and Latin. Latin. I usually but, but it was like, it was full of different, different translations, which was cool. Um, so a lot of it was from that... And then I ended up taking, I took a bit of a break. I had maybe 30 books, which is actually how I have some of the really rare ones. So I actually remember like when you told me when you bought Malayala. Brand new. Yeah, it was, I, I, I think I ordered it from a, a, a shop in India or an online It was online because you were telling me um, about it and you're like, I really don't, because you were mad about the shipping. I want to say. Maybe. <laughs> Um, yeah, so it was it was a lot of like bookstores. Like I, I went to Chinatown here in, in Chicago and and purchased Chinese, um, and yeah, so it was a lot of that. And then I kind of took a little bit of a break and then bumped back into it again 
about right before I met Carly, I think. And that's when, you know, the, the Wikipedia article was out and, and I was able to find books that way and do some more Google searches and that stuff. That's really fun. What do you like? Because I, like, I know you finished before a lot of us did. What was um, what was probably the hardest one that you had to acquire? Because like you just mentioned, some of the rarest ones you have, you just got because they were out when you bought them, right? Like it wasn't hard to get. They were brand new. You just bought them from a store or the publisher. So like what was the first instance where you kind of realized like, oh, this book is not going to be easy to get and I can't just call someone up and and order it from their store. I'm trying to remember what was the last book. Urdu. Urdu. What was my last? It was Urdu. But you know why for though? Book, it's, for yeah. book one. For book one, because you didn't want to pay a lot of oh, money for right. it. You're right. You were like, you're, it, right. you're like, you know what? This book is around, and I know it's the last book that yes. I need, but I just don't want to pay a lot of money for it. You're right, and then I waited. I waited to find a, an inexpensive copy. Yep. Mm-hmm. But I'm trying to remember what the second. So then the I want to say it was Malayalam, wasn't it? Was. No, you had Malayalam. That was the no, one of the bonds that you got very early on. You didn't have to pay for it. I, like my question is no, more specific to like book one, right? Because I think that was that was your initial goal, right? Right. Which is yeah, kind book of the one. Same, yeah. Book one was the initial goal. Oh, I think it was Greenlandic. Yeah, I think it was Greenlandic. That was one of the the last few that I You were very excited when you got Um, Greenlandic. I remember that. Oh, that was very exciting. Yeah, that was very exciting. Asturian was really easy for me. I got lucky. Um, I contacted the illustrator and who happened to be one of the owners of the, um, the publishing company, uh, that, uh, the company that published Asturian and he gave me his copy. I was like, great. Thank you. Um, so I think, yeah, Greenlandic was the, the hardest one to find. The The other books, those were the ones that were really difficult. So Malayalam Chamber of Secrets was That was your last of, so wasn't that find. the last one of the, like the two? Th- that was the last book. Yeah. And then the second to last book was um, Goblet of Fire Urdu. That, yeah. Right. Which was right. A horrible to find. Absolutely horrible to find. And now I found like you know there are like five. Yeah, <laughs> well, I've seen a bunch of them. Around. Yeah, once you yeah. find one, and yeah, it sometimes can get a little easier. Well, but so, they're around. So then I think tr- transitioning to people that are like starting out now, right? Like I, I feel like you don't want to scare people away and say like some of these are going to be really hard, or you're you know you're going to have to spend a lot of money or a lot of time getting some of these, but why why is it still worth it well i think one of the biggest differences now versus then is how much the community grew because even if you just look at our discord which doesn't even have it doesn't have that many people in it we're it's like a cool tight-knit little group of collectors but People are posting books for sale almost daily in that group. And so many of them are books that I had to hunt for or books that I had to track down this website, which led me to this website in this language that I had to translate and type into Google Translate, which led me to another bookshop and then had to do currency convert or whatever it was. And fingers crossed that that book would actually show up majority of the time. 
now you just have so many people that are a part of the community and they're just like, hey, I've got these extra books that I have for sale because I changed up what I'm collecting or because I happened across it for a good price and I bought it to resell it, whatever the case may be, to fuel their collection. There's just so much more easy access access, and there's so much more representation of our niche little community because there are so many more of us now and and that that being said there's still not that many translation collectors but there are more than when it was just me carly and peter and well it was me carly peter then i would say there was also well, Sean, Sean behind the scenes. Right, exactly. Right. Was like slowly but surely like creeping up. And then all of a sudden he just like came out of nowhere. Both Sean's. Um, Both Sean's. Um, yeah. And there was also Xander for the longest mm-hmm. time was heavily involved in the collecting community alongside me, Carly and Peter. And but that was it. That was really it. Those were those were the people that like I went to to buy books. I bought I bought so many books from Carly, so many books from Peter. We would trade amongst ourselves and um and that was it. So now when I see like this person posting like like a hundred books on our Discord and for me to be like, Oh, that's awesome, but I have all of them or it's not what I'm collecting or whatever it is. It's amazing that all of these books are out there and available, but also I'm like so it's it's almost like sad to be just about done, you know? Yeah. Yeah, but it, it is cool. Like, I think there's a, a big feeling of of appreciation and excitement for other people getting books now. Like that, I get a lot of joy out of out of you know helping someone track something down, or even just like congratulating someone on getting something that they've been really looking for for a long time. And I especially love it where like in our Discord, someone will say, "Hey, I just found a a person that has five of these. I bought all five. Like, who needs right. one?" I love that. Right. There's just a lot of people like looking out for each other. Um, and it, it really is. It, it's a cool, it's a cool community to be a part of that. I really only got to be a part of it while I was still actively looking for all the translations really towards the tail end, like getting those last 20 that were really hard to find for me because when I was starting, those last 20 were really hard to find. It wasn't like I wasn't doing my best. Like I was doing my best and they were just hard mm-hmm. books to find. Um, so it's it's just cool that there's like there's other people that are so helpful and I think everyone is just really and helpful and generally excited. I was gonna say to add to exactly what it is that you're saying, like I think when we all started collecting, and of course I knew Peter, and so that was super very helpful. But there was a lot more of every man for himself kind of feeling, you know. Oh, totally. And as it started going, and I know we can all attest to this. You know, you start building these friendships. We're all little translation collectors. And you kind of have an idea of who needs what. So many of my books came from you guys or Potter, not uh, uh, McAllister or Yvonne and so many other people, Xander, Harrison, so many people just being like, hey, I saw this book. I bought it. Thought you may need it. You know, I'll give you first dibs. You know, stuff like that. You know, or I saw this book. But in, in the same breath, there were definitely times where like Carly and I or Peter and I would be after the same book. (laughs) And because it was such a small community of us at the time, like it was like, hey, Carly and I are looking for Icelandic at the same time and whoever gets it, gets it. And 
oh, this one's up on eBay. And all right, Carly, like, let's see who's going to get it first. I mean, that's happens with me and Eric, too. Oh, yeah. Like, it, early on, like, that was a really hard thing, which fortunately, we don't really have to worry about that so much anymore because we all have our, like, secrets and we're all kind of looking out for each other. But in those, like, back in the day situations when we were looking for the same rare books at the same time, it definitely got cutthroat at times. Uh-huh. Thankfully, we're all still friends at the end of the day. But that's just a part of it. You know, like, <laughs> even before the translation yeah. collecting, there was a rare book that came up on uh, eBay, and Peter and I spent a good, solid few hours deciding who should buy it. Yeah. <laughs> who got it? I think Peter... I think you got that one. Um, we, I got one. You found another that you got, and then we ha- we got mad about one, so we split it. Those are the joint collection <laughs> books. <laughs> Sounds about right. It's still, it's still in our joint collection. Yeah. That's the other cool thing about like this this collecting community is like you know you're you become really good friends with someone. And you still write up a little contract. Well, you know, yeah. If, if if I die, I get 100%, <laughs> or you get 100% of, you know, whatever. Um, but, um, you know, you can't just sell the, the book. You know, you have to, whatever. Whatever the contract says. Yeah. But, um, you know, you, you become friends, really good friends with someone that you can share something. And then when you find something, and then, or, or, and then when you find a second one, you figure it out that where you both get one you know so it's just it's it's a cool it really is like and then you have like exactly what we were talking about where you have like sibling squabbles is what that really turned into is like it was a sibling squabble and then at the end of the day we you know it's still fine like we're you know it's just it is what it is and it makes it fun so it is fun that's my thing collecting should be fun yeah it is should be fun I love it. It's so fun. I remember um, one time. So then, my other Peter oh, was Peter had found out about the adult edition Swedish, and he was so excited about it. And he was like, "Hey, did you guys know there's adult and adult edition Swedish?" And I had book one, but that's the only one I had, and he didn't have the book one for it. And then I posted it on Instagram, and I was like, "Did, did you guys know <laughs> there's an adult edition Swedish?" Carly, you literally do that all the time. You'll I'll literally. I'm like, guys, look at this baby bag that I bought for Nora, and it has all of these Harry Potter patterns on it, and isn't it so cool? Literally, the next day, Carly will post, hey, guys, on Instagram, check out this really cool pattern of this bag that I saw. And I'm like, Carly, I showed that to you yesterday. What are you doing? Uh, all the time. Literally, Carly, all the time. But this was because diff- I actually owned the book that time, and Peter was like, I just don't have book one. And I was like, but I have book one. So that's the whole reason I posted the book. And then I got like cheeky. I got faces in my my text messages. <laughs> no, you know what you get when whenever you do stuff like that? I'm the one that's like on the sidelines, like looking at Peter's statuses and then looking at Carly's posts <laughs> and looking at back and forth. And I'll screenshot your posts on Instagram and text Peter on the side, be like, Oh my god, Peter, can you believe that Carly just did this? And then I'll text you, Carly, and be like, Carly, I can't believe that you just did this. Like what what is happening here? Uh, I have fun. And then we'll do it in our group text all together together and be like guys what's happening here what are, what are we doing so I have, I have two more points that i want to kind of finish this up with um so i'm i'm still perplexed that there aren't more people that are doing this especially because um i mean peter i know you have a ton of followers on your 
on your social media accounts. Your YouTube channel hit was it five hundred thousand or something? It said like five. Oh, so it, very cool little milestone. The yeah. other day, I happened to see it, and I always love when I see it. I've seen it a couple times. I hit five hundred fifty-five thousand five hundred and fifty-five. Oh, awesome! Oh, so I, I screenshot. I love that when it. I'm like driving around town and I'm like, oh, I'm at one, one, one. one. Yes, I love that too. Yeah. yeah, I always look at the odometer and it's like, oh my goodness, it's amazing. So yeah, the so, only thing that would have made it better would be if it hit at five fifty-five. Oh my gosh, PM, you know, magic. But amazing. Alas, alas, earwax, it didn't happen. Alas. Um, so you have a huge following, and I think we've been talking about these on this podcast for a while, but it's not. You know, not not quite as as big as that, obviously. But why aren't more people doing this? Like, why is this still such a small community? And why aren't more people? I'm not saying they should need to go out and buy all of these books that we have. But why aren't more people buying like a random German book or a random French book? Like, like what's holding them back compared to like, hey, I bought a Hufflepuff backpack or I bought another wand. Like, I don't know. I I to me, I have a hard time like d- distinguishing that. I think the majority of Harry Potter fans are Harry Potter movie fans. Mm-hmm. I mean, even people that, you know, you you meet and they find out that you're into Harry Potter, they say, "Oh, I've I've never seen the movies." You know, they don't they don't reference the books. You know, rarely they don't reference the books. So I think the reason we're such a small community is because more people are into, you know, things that have the characters' faces on them. Or you know, house-related things, or, or whatever. They're they're not really interested in in the books, and a lot of people haven't even read the books. They just watch the movies, which is totally fine. Um, but I that's 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 what I think is is the the reason why you know Harry Potter book collectors the the community is so small. It's like I always took it think? at I I took it. I'll jump in first really quick because what I wanted to say was that. I think when you when you see someone's shelf of all of these books, it's very intimidating. Like, wow, I would like those, but I mean, if if, if all of your books cost five dollars, that's a lot of books and that's a lot of money. And we know that you know books cost more than five dollars. Um, but it's also like it's it's space issues. It's I think it's you know what do I do with it issues kind of like do I display them? Do I put them on a shelf? Do I have them out? Um, but I, I still think that there's a lot of missed opportunities. Like the, the book we're going to talk about for the translation of the show, like they just it just looks cool. Like you said, like you yeah. hold a piece in your hand from another country that like someone else may have read. Like I like I like used books more than new books almost because I know some kid in, you know, like Slovakia, right, has read this book and that may have like turned them on to this this Harry Potter universe. And I, I just think that's so cool. To, to have that it, it's more of like a human component to collecting um, a fandom like you get to connect with another person through an object rather than just you know you're, you're buying a, a keychain with Ron's face on it which I'm sure there is <laughs> there is one I don't have it um, but that that's that's kind of what I, yeah. I think holds people back is like you just you see so many there's so many books to buy and you're like well what do I get like you don't even know where to start mm-hmm. necessarily so well start with what you know what I mentioned earlier just start with the unique covers or just look at any of our Instagrams I mean mostly you know Mel Carly and, and Eric's because they're posting book covers more often have kind of branched out into more than books and need to kind of come back into books because I miss it. But um, look on their Instagrams and 
just look at unique covers, see what jumps out at you and be like, oh, that's a really cool cover. I'm going to start with that one, you know, and then as you start to collect, you're going to be an expert before you know it. Like, it's amazing how quick you can become an expert. And it's no longer overwhelming. The only overwhelming factor is like, oh, I can't find this book, you know, but, (laughs) but it's, as Mel was saying, you know, it's, it's a lot easier now, you know, they've got, we have collectors in, in their, in their discord who are selling books. And there are a lot of translation collectors and sellers on eBay now who are selling rare books. You'll, you'll pay a premium for them, but if you have to have this one or you can't find that one book, no one's going to judge you for, for overpaying for a book. <laughs> We've all done it. <laughs> yep. Sometimes you just want to pay to get it done, like to get it over with. And it's like, well, I can buy it now. Mm-hmm. Even if I have to overpay, then having to wait and not have it. And I'm tired of looking. So let's move on. Especially if you're not planning on reselling. Yeah. If you yeah. just are collecting it for your collection. Yeah. Like I, I I don't like the term overpaying sometimes because if it's for your collection, it's it's worth whatever you're willing right. to pay for it to have it in your collection. And yeah, very true. You, you, very you true. may be paying more than what the traditional value of something is, but the you're getting more out of it than the the monetary value of the book. You're adding it to your collection, and you can check something off a list. So I'm all for that. Melanie, what were you going to say? No, I was just going to go back a little bit to like what we were saying as far as like the number of translation collectors, and um, you know, I always go back to the fact that regardless there is a number on the collectors for book one and and that is because you have these books that are super rare that have lower print runs so that kind of dictates what the number is and primarily i feel like we look at asturian which has a very small print run what is it 700 700 yeah, that, that was gonna be my next point Oh, that's a great, great tease. Because, like, there are only 700 of that book in existence. And that means that there, if we have people in this community that want to collect every one of book one, there could only ever be 700 people doing that. And, And that's a crazy thought to think about because 700 is a really, really small number when you look at the billions of people that we have in this world. 700 small. So... That's that's like a really cool thing to kind of look at that it does keep our community a bit more niche and a bit more small because it is forced to be that way. Um, and then another point I wanted to say, just like a, kind of to piggyback off of what Peter was saying as far as like finding a place to figure out like what you're going to collect is I always found it so interesting that I'm holding a book in my hand that's from a country that like I'm from. So like I know that I'm um Romanian and Russian and to hold a Russian book and a Romanian book in my hand feels like I'm holding a piece of my culture and I feel so attached to those books. And granted those ones might not necessarily have unique cover art, some versions do, but um but that is very sentimental to me and I love collecting books that I have an attachment to. So that might be something if you're just starting out and looking to collect translations, you might find a connection to these books that way, which is kind of cool. I think like you don't have to, you can collect whatever you want too. Like you can just get There's no rule. Oh yeah. There's no rule. You can like spell out your name with like (laughs) the translations that start with each letter. That's clever. I think I said in one episode, I don't know anyone whose collection is only Goblet of Fire translations or only Half-Blood Prince translations or like 
only Grand Prix art translations. Like there, there's so many like things that you can do. Mm-hmm. And to make it's it your just kind of whatever you want. It's whatever you want it to be. There's and no I know people no that have there's no rules. Ex- baby. Well, and what's, it's just you wild. know, you dictate what you like, basically. Or like someone that um, I was talking to, you know, about things. They're like, well, I may do the translations, but I don't think I'll do the big six because I don't want to deal with that end of it. But they liked some of the covers and they, you know, and I think that's fine because, again, it's just however you want to make it. You know, if you don't want to stress about it, don't make it a stressful collection. I know there were nights when I talked to all of you guys and I was just gritting my teeth, searching anxiously for all the books. And then other times, you know, but if you don't want to do that and if you want to keep it stress free, you know, do so. It's whatever. It's 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 as approachable as you want to make it, basically. That's a good way to phrase it. And then really quick before we move along, um, like lightning round, what are some translations that, and I, I find this interesting every time they, there's some big announcement about like a Harry Potter 1-1, like first print, first edition, like UK version that sells for hundreds of thousands of dollars. And like it's one of this many produced. But like there are translations like that are about that rare or there are versions of, of books that are about that rare quantity wise but they're not as sought after for collectible reasons for I mean obvious reasons it's not it's not the same as a first print first edition uh, but what are some of the like really rare books and and what makes them that rare well I well as we as we mentioned this story we just talked about um, 700 copies um, and one thing I want to say about that, um, you know, don't don't let what Mel said discourage you, like that there can only be seven hundred, you know, full collections. If you're getting into it, like there are of those seven hundred, there are people who are you know getting out of translation collecting, so they're going to sell their totally. story book, you know, so they'll they'll be available. So don't don't let that discourage you. Definitely jump into translation collecting. It adds to the hunt. Oh, totally, hundred <laughs> percent. But in case you're like, oh, well. There you go. I'm not going to collect because, you know, all 700 have been <laughs> sold or whatever. Yeah, exactly. 700, 701. Sorry, the line stops here. It's Lines cut off. off. Sorry. Um, but another one that comes to my mind is um, the German Fiendfire alternative co- oh, cover. Oh, yeah. Oh, my Trans- God. I mean, it's, it's kind of a translate. It's, it's, but technically, it's. We it's, all I want guess it. it we all want it. We all want one. it. You, you have one. That. Christina from Germany has one, and yeah. that's all yeah. I know about. I think it's about a hundred of them exist. So, like, that's nuts. Right. It is nuts, and it's not really talked about, right? Like, that's it doesn't show up, you know, in, the, in these conversations about really rare stuff, which I think is such a shame. Like, it's, it's fun. cool, but it's it's like you, you want to like run outside with your historian book, and you're like, everyone, look, look what I have. There's only seven hundred. <laughs> I have one. <laughs> Come see it. Come look. Seven billion people. I have one of 700 copies. 700, right? I mean, it's one I show people when they come over and they're like, tell me about these books. And I'm like, well, there's 700 of these in the world. They're like, whoa. And I'm like, yeah, it's pretty cool, isn't it? And they're like, yeah, maybe it is kind of cool. I I thought you were crazy, (laughs) but now I think you're... Kind of cool. Kind of cool, but mostly still crazy. (laughs) I don't know how many Icelandic... Joanna covers there are, but I would assume that that's up there. I would say not many. As a really rare, because we all struggled to find that guy. Yeah, that maybe like Italian. No, oh, Italian first state is also. Yeah, there were twenty thousand of those. Twenty thousand. Twenty thousand. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's you wild. would think they'd be more visible. Yeah. Yeah, they're yeah not. 
Ah. Well, they are. If you go to eBay dot uh, it or dot co dot it or whatever, um, there there are quite a few. But they're expensive. Expensive. They're expensive. Hmm. So translation you should, you can think of? should you do it? Well, I was thinking of like hard ones for me to find were like Tibetan. I was thinking Tibetan as well. Like, uh, like books that get produced in such a like a small print run and then they sell out right away and then they don't mm-hmm. reprint them for whatever reason. Yep. Even though clearly people are buying them because they bought yeah. them. Well, all. even the people I know um, in Tibet didn't know that there was a Tibetan Harry Potter. So I don't know how they were distributed, but the person I I knew, they either didn't go to a lot of stores or they were distributed very smallly. Right. Well, and they're in a part of the world that's not necessarily as accessible mm-hmm. as other parts of the world, right? It's mm-hmm. so that's there's there's a part of that to it. Um but it really it kind of ebbs and flows. Like what was really easy for you to get was hard for someone else to get, and then yep. someone else found yeah. it really easily. Like Greenlandic, it's like no one found it. Oh, there's nine for sale on eBay. Oh, now there's none for sale right. on eBay. Oh, there's someone that just got one as a gift from someone who knew their like. Like it, it's really ebbs and flows in terms of how rare something is, or not not how rare it is, but how like how, frequently and it how shows hard up. to find I mean, it is yeah. at any given point. Because I remember. Like what you were saying, I remember probably three years ago, I had four people within about two weeks from Greenland message me and be like, I think I want to sell my Greenlandic Harry Potter book. Could you help me? And I was like, where were you when I needed one? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I where were you when I dropped looked, a bunch of money on eBay? Because I thought I'd never see one ever right? again the rest and of my life. And then like within two weeks, I had four literally show up. And they, they'd seen what happened was that they'd seen or heard how well one had done on eBay not too long prior. And they're like, hey. And they all came out of the woodwork. There is more global awareness, though, you yes. know, with the rare translations. There really you is. Know, you're, I, get a, I get messages, and I'm sure you guys, too, get, get them as well. Fairly, not fairly frequently, but, you know, fairly frequently of like, hey, I've got this whatever book. And... I'd like to sell it. Are you interested? Mm-hmm. You know, someone has been messaging me about they have a full set of Urdu books. Yep. And again, it's like I would have loved to have. have yeah, where that, were you, you however know, many years ago? Back in the day, right. you know. Um, one thing I've wanted to do, and I've I've thought about, I've, I want to enlist you guys is to redo the big six list because I created that yeah. a long time ago and. I think it needs to be up to like a big ten. I think big ten is at good. this point. We've, yeah, I think that's a great idea. So, so one of these days, I want to get with you guys and um, and discuss that. Maybe we can announce it on your podcast. Ooh. I think that'd be a great idea. And I'd yeah. also like to talk about kind of like I think we're all leading towards like ninety seven translations now is like the official list. Like Potterglot, Sean is like, ah, well, I I can't tell Sean's you. Sean's like, number. I count all the books and all the translations <laughs> that have ever existed ever. <laughs> Two thousand four hundred and twenty six. <laughs> so I I feel like like we just said there isn't necessarily like a goal or quote number for this collection, but as someone that collects something, I like there to be one, whether it's whether it's something or not, right? And I like that other people are like, yeah, that's the number. Like, let's go with that. So even yeah, if it's yeah, just like yeah. a this podcast says that this is the number that the podcast hosts use. Like, I'm fine with that. That's all I need to. Which yeah. I think we've kind pretty much kind of come to that conclusion that yeah, we're kind of at 97. Right, but I, I feel like this this is like uh, 
one of the parts of the uh, Caribbean movies where like all the pirate lords like meet up and they talk about stuff. My eight. It's like pe- here comes Melanie from Long Island. And here comes Carolina from <laughs> Poland. She's coming into town no. and they're meeting to talk about the '97. I know. Yeah. Well, I guess it it just kind of stems from the last time we had Sean Potterglot on, and he really went into depth talking about like the variants and then we went into the whole thing with the Spanish translations and that there are really four not three but there's actually like a thousand of them but we count three or four so like it's just like all these like little gray areas braille right I know and then why do we count Braille and not audiobooks? Yeah. So that's why I feel like right. we should have like a list that's like, we, this is the list council. that we use. Yeah, We should. We should do that. Yeah. I like that and idea. Because we want to. That's why. Um, but you know what else we want to do? Look at the translation of the show. And smell it. And smell it. <laughs> I like the smelling part. All right, you guys. Today's translation of the show is actually one of my favorite covers. It is the check with the top hat. Yeah. Like, how cool is this cover? I love it so much. It's like, it's not even the cover. It's like literally everything about this book. I can't wait to do I the tops yeah. on this we've, bad we've, boy. We've, we've talked about this book book and this cover specifically before but we've never like talked about any checkbook on the translation no it blows my mind like because this book deserves to be talked about it is so much fun it the oh goodness i don't even know okay so we'll just go everything everything about yeah what melanie said the end go through some stats get the stats out of the, the way the info the translator is vladimir medic publisher is albatross and Czech is a really cool language, okay, you guys? It is spoken by 10-ish million people, serves as the official language of the Czech Republic. And it is closely related to Slovak, which is also a really cool language. I love that one so much, too. And it is actually mutually intelligible. Um, and it has some relation to Polish, sort of. But... Anyway, really, really fun language. I would, I spent, eh, this was a language like back in my college days that I was looking, trying to figure out if I wanted to learn or not, just because the study abroad programs were really neat there. I went for France, but still fun language. <laughs> um, on a scale of one to 10, five being most difficult, how hard no on a scale of one to one five, five on a scale of one to ten <laughs> sorry but five is the most but difficult five so is, it's like a is, mountain it, uh, it's like a mountain it's, it's a, a triangle it's a scale but it's a scale like an actual scale. about i was doing curve. what i wanted by accident so my bad on a scale of one to five <laughs> with five being most difficult how hard is this book to find today and so something to, that important to get out of the way is that you can find checkbooks relatively easily checkbook ones relatively easily this cover though not so much this is the one that is the top hat um and we'll post it again on we'll post it on our what do we have instagram everywhere twitter now that we're on twitter it'll be on the website yeah our website it'll be on both melanie it's already on melanie and i's pages our websites like and it's already all over instagrams at some point because it really is a neat cover so getting this particular cover what do you guys think with this artwork 
pre-movie font. Yeah, we'll start with pre-movie and then post. Or movie font, because there are two two versions versions with this cover. Uh, The movie font is like like a five. It's like a five. I would say it's like a like a five like a four point nine. See, I was thinking like four point eight, four point nine. Like it's not quite a five, but it's not it's not a four point five. Like it's it's in between there. It's so it's very hard to find this book, especially pre movie font is is very difficult and in good yeah. condition. I know someone in our Discord just got this book with the pre movie font and. It looks about like my Macedonian <laughs> book, which I Yikes. love. And and Brock was the one that got it. And he loves books like that, too, like I do. So we're kind of both like, yes, we saved it. Like, it was just going to – someone was going to throw it away, and we we have it. That's it's great. fun. I um, love that outlook. But, yeah, I've, I, don't, I don't have the pre-movie font one. Like, that's how hard it is to find at this point. And I don't know how much – like, how hard I'm trying to get it because – I have the second state, which is the exact same, except for the the, the font. But it's like not exactly. It's it's a little bit different. You're right. It is a little bit different. Hold on, I have to get my other one. The font, like the placement, Um, is slightly different. But it's hard to get. That's I. I would agree with you. Like four upper fours. Yeah, I think so as well. Um, Peter. Yeah, I would. I would put it in the upper fours. You know, you can find the top hat. Not super easy, but. With you know the the movie font, yeah. but the pre movie font that's that's where it gets really it's, difficult. Yeah, the post movie or the one that you know the movie font one, they're around. Um, the actual they're expensive. They're, yeah, you're not gonna. When they're around though. They're hard to find a deal on, but they're around. I would say the rarity of the movie font ones with this cover art, I would say are. I don't know. Like a 4, 3.74? It's so hard, too, because I feel like when, like, in knowing about these books and just trying to, like, break down, like, a a thought process, right? I know for me, I'm looking for the pre-movie font, right? Or I'm looking for a unique cover art. That's just, like, where my collector brain is at. This has, like, the book in between it's like you have the unique cover art which is the witch hat or you have the pre-movie font with the top hat but then there's also the top hat with the movie font which is like the in-between book and that kind of could be like a forgotten book because it's it falls into its own little category so i feel like that thought alone like kind of makes that one really tricky to find too Mm mm-hmm yeah, I could see that. They're all kind of hard yeah. to find. How, how much would you have to spend to get this? I haven't seen one for sale in a while. I know a Top Hat pre-movie sold for like five fifty sometime last year. Wow. And I love we just like talked about there's no barrier to entry to collecting. But, but again. And then we pick a translation that's like, oh, but if you want this amazing cover, it's going to be, it's going to cost you. But if you just need a check to meet your collecting criteria, you can get the check with the Mary Grand Prey for, you Easy know, 30 bucks. Yeah. And even the, even the wizard top hat one, that's yeah, not that's that. that's maybe 100, 120, somewhere in there. That's not, yeah. But it, yeah, like if you were but, just but, trying to get unique art. But, you know, we're, we're talking about these, you know, what did they sell for last? There are still plenty of these books yes. out in the wild. Like, you know, 
put your creative thinking cap on call some bookstores <laughs> you know this is when you start needing to get your sources or, like to start working on your sourcing like what peter's saying this is when you need to go yeah. back if this is your first time to go back to season one and listen to the how to find rare books episode that sean McAllister is on because he goes through a, a few of those kind of basic creative not like basic but like pretty crucial steps that you should take to try to find these without just looking on ebay and clicking buy for yeah ebay and amazon are get you very far they're, they're, like there are ways to get them yeah. for cheaper it's not too late it's not too late that's that's i think something that all of us can agree upon yeah is that it's not too and late and i to also start. think it's important to note that the one that i know the first the pre-movie check that sold for 550 was bought on ebay right so it's a very commercial site they're asking collector prices if you get really good at your sourcing and like what peter's saying call some bookstores around like in the Czech Republic there's some really I've found really good deals over there guys just saying I think it is worth noting though that like this book is out of print so it's you're probably not going to find it like brand new at a new bookstore but you can find it at a used bookstore Mm -hmm. um yeah really a fun cover and even weirder what Eric's doing. Anyway, we're going to continue to going down our we're actually going to go to the top scale. What? I wasn't doing anything weird. I was literally doing what you're I about know, to tell us to like do. I know, but like you're paper right cutting now. your nose. Smell the book. <laughs> I don't smell mine that way. I open it up. Oh. I do too. I was just exploring the space, you know. <laughs> With just your nose. I don't want to miss okay, anything. Okay, okay. So the thing I love about this this book is the inside. You know, it's the Mary Grant Prey cover doesn't have tra- chapter no, artwork. No, and this one does. Like, this is a treat to flip through. It really is. Yeah. The front and back end papers has this fun map of Hogwarts and the Dursley's house and Diagon oh, Alley yeah. and the Hogwarts Express kind of going all the way over to Hogwarts. And the internal art within the within the chapters, too. Like, really, it's just... It's a really fun book. That didn't they didn't keep the internal stuff very long, probably because of ink costs and paper. But moving to the tot scale, we are going to smell the book. What do we think? <laughs> Ooh, mine does not smell very good. I don't like it. <laughs> I didn't. Yeah. So, guys, I think it smells dreadful. I think mine smells a little bit like urine. <laughs> oh, no. Wow! I'm like not. I'm not even kidding. No, and it's like a brand new book. Who peed your book? Uh, not me. <laughs> maybe, maybe me. I don't know. No. Mine doesn't. Oh, boy. Mine doesn't smell like that bad. But it's. But I don't like it. It's not a good yeah, smell. Yeah, it's, it's it's a dreadful for yeah. me for mine's- sure. Mine's dreadful. No, no, I would, I would make this a troll. No, I would call it dreadful because I, I can imagine it smelling worse. <laughs> you know, so this is a dreadful for me too. This is dreadful. I think mine's dreadful. Mine's yeah. an A. I think it's just fine. I, the last time we had maybe dreadful, mine, you the said box yours that was also contained a. my book didn't get peed on. You know what? But my, maybe <laughs> your my pre movie smells dreadful. My not pre movie. 
smells acceptable like doesn't smell mm. funky so i wonder if they use different binding glue or inks maybe because that well can you change. could you could see it's, it's more of a urine based uh, glue got it that they're using on the binding <laughs> i don't know if you could see but like yeah you can definitely see paper there's quality different like different thread and the like whatever is used here and the paper looks different yeah. too that's that's different yeah and both of mine are in, in really awesome shape but yeah, it looks like different I can't, paper. I can't smell my pre movie. It's it's under a display oh. case. But but the non pre movie smells definitely smells yucky. Not great. Dang it. But my non pre movie smells acceptable. So I yeah full transparency. My <laughs> what a my checkbooks are still in storage in Texas. <laughs> but I remember when I was getting this book off the shelf and putting it in a box. I remember thinking it did not smell great. So. I will say also dreadful. I will agree with the consensus. Well, I think if the highest score I got for smell is an A, <laughs> I, I... It's not saying much. <laughs> I think it's not saying much. Um, what do we think of the size and proportions of the book, you guys? Oh, my gosh. An outstanding. Absolute outstanding. Yeah. I would I agree, agree with that. It's perfect. Outstanding. This is where we need a sound effect where if we all agree that it's outstanding, it's like... (laughs) 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 Outstanding. I love it. Um, It's so good. I would agree with that. I love the size of the checkbooks. It's like the the size of a brick. Like, you could make, like, a little house out of these. It is perfect. It really is perfect. Yeah. Yeah, you could stack them horizontal. I love the checkbooks. They're so precious. And you know what else I love about them? Is, like... And books, especially like five, six, seven, as they get really, really thicker, they're still so teeny. I love it. Um, anyway, moving on. Wait, what are those three huh? books? The, you have all three? The three? Yeah, I have all three. Oh, I didn't know you had all three. I thought you just had... Yeah. I thought you didn't know you had the book and one. Or yeah, the, the middle one. Yeah, man. Nice. Well done, Mel. <gasps> oh my god, wait, do I have a book that Peter doesn't have? Oh my gosh. I, I, I do too, do. apparently. That's what? the first yeah, We me. all have a book <laughs> you that do. you don't have. Wow. That never happens. <laughs> um. Yeah, until so someone just mails <laughs> you one, like, next Thursday. I know, someone, one of oh, Peter's Peter, community members I just, I mailed it to is going to hear this episode and be like, oh, Peter, here's 50 copies that I had in my basement. <laughs> You need it that for your collection. <laughs> um, we could only hope. How does the book feel in your hand? Uh, outstanding. I love it. It's it's just so small. I know. It's a good it's a good size. I would I would give an acceptable. What? what? Well, that. <laughs> I give it an acceptable because it's it's so it's so glossy that it catches like your fingerprints and your oils and they just yeah. stay on there so it doesn't like feel smooth and soft and it's like you, it's not sticky but like it doesn't like if you rub your hand over it it's just not a smooth feeling uh-huh. like it there's resistance yeah from your hand oils. i can actually see that i remember I see, having I see, to like yeah, wipe mine after i handled it to get the fingerprints off because otherwise they sit and yeah. stay and that is kind of annoying yeah. but like I feel like the size and proportions of this make it feel phenomenal in your hands. Like, it's just, yeah. you can hold it so comfortably with one hand. You hold the whole book in one hand. Like, that's... I mean, honestly, it's a book it's that so I can cool. hold in one hand. And my hands are actually fairly small. So if I can hold it comfortably, it's really quite nice. And this one I can. 
I'm going E that. just for the just for the holding in your hand, like how I would read it. I'd give it an E. Okay. Yeah, but I I, was, like, I do agree I was sitting about on the, couch the texture. It. For sure, I see what you're I do saying. agree. I agree as well. But if I'm like sitting and reading it in a chair, I I think it is easy to hold. Yeah, size size wise for for that purpose. Yeah, it's definitely an outstanding. Nice. I'll give it an E as well. Um, quality of the book. Um, an E for me. Yeah, I would. I think it's I would great give quality. It an e. um, so. They don't wear very well. Like, if they stay nice and they look nice, that's fine. But, like, I have one that's been... I think it's either my first or second state. Um, And it... One of them is horribly well-read. And there's a spine lean. Like, it's moving into another zip code. I love that. And so... I don't know how well it would stand up to being read more than once. So, I would say it's probably not going to get more than an A for me. Just because... I think they used good paper, but it is prone to pretty severe spine lean after reading. And I just like books that can stand up to being read because I want books to be well read. I don't know. I, I know. Perfectly square right? spine. Mm-hmm. It's like, holy moly cannoli. Mm-hmm. I totally agree with that. Um, and I feel like because the boards are like so thick, like it stands up on its own so nicely. I see. I see what you're. I see what you're. You're making that face about. Mm-hmm. Right. I don't know. What, is it about what? this? No. I don't. No. So the mine is movie font on the front. Right. Uh, this is totally out of order, but I, I'm giving it an E for quality. <laughs> I, I think it's great. Um, this is kind of about the art now. Um, mine's movie font on the front, but on the way back, like right before the, oh. the it's free movie font. <laughs> In the, the there's also an page. ad for a pre movie font Chamber of Secrets. Wait, where? Wait, what page is that? Because I think it's right after the it's right after the the like at the beginning of, con- of the book. Like, oh, the beginning. no, it's at oh, the no, end. It's at the it's end. Which mine is not like that. What? And that's your that's Are your pre movie states. Oh my god. That is gosh. my not pre movie. That is oh, my Oh no, you guys. That is my top hat movie font. We just discovered a new state of the book. Like the, do you realize yeah. this? Yeah. Live, Live on, the, on show. the show. Get John Live on, the show. on the phone. Wow. Oh my gosh. What does that mean? It means there's at least more than it one It means print. there's yeah. another state, a third state. Uh 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 Oh. Uh, uh. My it gosh. Means, it means Melody, you have like after Now I want to get book. my books I, I want to get yeah. my books out of storage so badly cuz I want to check them oh so badly right now. Like that's crazy. You so everyone listening, uh, some one of you has to post or all of you have or no, a dialogue, dialogue alley. Di- yeah, Instagram, you'll post a yeah. This yeah. is like my this is crazy. Yeah. I wonder so what the Discord will say. It's oh. It's the second to last say, page. Wow. And then is your last page where it has the picture of Chamber of Secrets, does that have the pre-movie font as well? I know. No, no, because my, it's the Okay, so it's my Chamber font. of And then it's the page before on yours yep, has page. pre-movie font. My Chamber font. of and Secrets and my Chamber of Secrets ads and then one if not both of them are both pre-movie. I know that. 
So in this one, it is so this one being top hat movie font. My Chamber of Secrets ad in the back has movie font, but in pre movie font, Chamber of Secrets in the back has pre movie font. What yeah. about the front of your book, Eric? Yeah, we we know about that. Is what? the front of your book? Does the front of your like the front page here? Does this have the oh. title page itself? Does that have movie font? Uh, this is interesting. Yep, movie font. Okay, wow. So okay, so for anyone, for anyone, for anyone listening, yeah, for those listening, wow. there is pre-movie font top hat. Then the second state. Is, this is crazy. The new second state is movie font top hat, but in the back on the rear title page, right? It's the title page, I think, or the rear title page. Yeah. It has pre-movie font on it. Then the third state top hat Harry Potter book, in the back it has the movie font. I wonder which ones I have. On title page. I want to check. I want to get my And then we have fourth state page. with the and top then, with the wizard and then hat. Wizard hat. Then there's, yeah. And then yeah. we have fifth state great print. Well, Wizard Hat would be second Wizard edition, is, I think. Wizard Hat right? is second edition, and then Mary Grand Prey is oh, third that's edition. True. Yes. That's wow, nuts. that's so cool. So put cool. that on. Put that on a T-shirt. Somebody. I totally will. I, my <laughs> my mind is kind of blown. I really want to get to Texas now and get my books out of storage, you guys, because I want to see what books. What which ones of these I have? I just remember the oh Chamber gosh, of Secrets so pre-movie ad and thinking that was so nifty and sad that it wasn't made into a book. But now I want to see what my page before that, because I don't, I don't think I looked at it at all. I feel like I never would have like thought otherwise you guys, about it. My mind is blown. Well, that's why I like going through these every episode to, to look at one because I, I don't normally like sit and look at these this closely no you know like just random pages in the book right I'll skim through the chapter or I'll look at the cover I'll look at the back I usually look at the copyright page but I'm not really thinking critically about those aspects of the no. book <sighs> there's a third state on eBay right now oh <clears throat> third state a third state being the one I have the one you have, yeah. But there's, I, we'd have to look and at ISBNs because I wonder if I have ISBNs on my webpage, but I don't, and I think, and I, think I, I don't do know well. which which one I have. So, because my books are in Texas, like I've said several times, and I'm just, I'm sorry, Mel, but you don't have them. You don't have them all. <gasps> Ooh, <laughs> neither none of us do. Is that all right? All right, Russian Peter. Book. <laughs> Doesn't even have the the movie. I'm, font. A, I'm, I'm about to. I'm about to. I'm making an offer right now. Literally, <laughs> I'm typing in an me? offer. I, love, I literally just submitted an offer. Did you, did you also submit? I love. I love when we buy stuff on the show. I've done it quite <laughs> a few times. Quite a few now. things here. Well, I've got to buy it before the show airs. It's like I've got to buy it quick. <laughs> did you listen to any of the the box set ones that we did? I did, yeah. Where yeah. like three of the five, I bought them like either <laughs> on or right as the show is over. I'm I like, loved yeah, it. Okay. And Eric was adamant about not doing it each time. <laughs> I'm not gonna do it. I'm done. And then <laughs> he, he gets get to like, go upstairs. Signed Slovak books from Adrian Macho, and he's oh. like, "Uh, yeah, uh, I needed this. I needed this. It's book. great. I like go up to bed at like 11 p.m. and my wife's like, "How'd it go?" I'm like, "Great. 
I just spent $300 on a box set of books. <laughs> what? what? We just anyway, bought a deck. We just bought a deck. Let's rope it in here. Let's, we've talked about the cover art a lot. Um, Carly. Uh, um, so cover art interpretation, it is very different than what I would have ever expected. I'll just. It's an O. It's an O. It's, it's an O. Fabulous. It's absolutely an O. I love It's Galena. Oh, it's absolutely Galena no. Miklanova. Or Helena Miklanova. I'm not sure how you pronounce G's in, in Czech, but it is definitely an O. Absolutely. Like, outstanding. And so much fun. Like, honestly, if you only, if you're, you know, just trying to fig- start out on a budget and you want to get something similar and you can't afford the top hat varieties of this, the wizard hat version of this is just, it is so much fun to you guys. And it's a lot more, it's a lot more findable and it's a lot cheaper and it's a lot more approachable as far as like barriers to entry you can snag one of those fairly easily and they're fun it's just outstanding all the way around i love her interpretation one favorite thing about the cover really quick everyone lips go on Carly. The top hat. oh that was gonna be mine the lips okay of course it's the lips okay melanie you gotta pick something else now i was gonna say the oh. dumbledore like he's so cute with this little red star they look like pajamas <laughs> I love this Dumbledore. He's such a cutie. Mine's the Dumbledore. Peter. All right, Eric, I'll let you go first. Oh, okay, good. Um, Hunchback of Notre Snape. (laughs) (laughs) All right. See, it's 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 two things for me. I like I love the little Casper ghosts. Yeah. That was I was gonna say that too. But I also love the tent. They're like in a. The circus tent with stars on it. Yeah, I do love that as well. That's so cute. It's like a bunch of fabric just like flowing from the ceiling. It's awesome. It's and then on the, the back, the great hall the ceiling. The fat lady right? is fun too. I know that is yeah. great. Fun fact, and then we'll wrap it wrap it up. I did not know that the top hat was the sorting hat until it was either Peter or Melanie said it was this, her interpretation of the sorting hat. Because so I was like, why does the top of the hat have lips? That's that's so weird. And it never dawned on me that was the sorting hat <laughs> until one of the two of you guys said but it. it spoke. <laughs> that's funny. And it was like... But you, when you're wearing it, you have to lean forward so that the mouth can project <laughs> out into the hall. Otherwise, it just gets lost up in the... the oh, I love, I love that cover so much, you guys. Um, it's so good. So when it comes to cover art, I know I'm, I'm veering a little bit away from from this book, but is there any translation cover art that you would make that you would mark, rate as a troll at yeah. this point? I don't. I there's nothing not, that I would not unique make a, cover a art. Not 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 nothing that's unique for me. Like back in the yeah. day, you know, at the at the beginning of translation collecting, um, Persian would would be a, a T for me. But now I feel like it's and it exceeds it's expectations iconic. or an outstanding. Yeah, it's because it's iconic exactly. So mine, I don't know if I can tell you mine. I would ever rate as a troll, and mine is Occitan. I do not like Callow's art. Say, that's why I gave a look. I gave a look like I'm waiting for someone to say Occitan. Because, and I know that it's unique. I know it's it's got to be somebody's cup of tea. It is so far from mine. I just can't. So I love the language and I love that the book exists in the language. I'm okay without looking at the covers. No, I'd like I love to critically them all. I'd like to go through some of the ones that we've already done and not look at the list of what we've given them. See, and like, that's see actually not a bad but idea. I'm I'm less enthused about like Thomas Taylor or Grand Prix art that's just used by someone else 
and done yeah. and, and done in a just really lazy way. Like to me, that would be a troll. Yeah, like, I would say Hawaiian. Um, like you said, disappointing. I was so disappointed by Hawaiian. They had such. So, I they agree could with that have as well. done what a missed opportunity. Like Maori, Maori did fabulous, <laughs> and Hawaiian was just like womp womp. It's Thomas Taylor, which we all know and love, but. But also, why is it Thomas Taylor? Right. It's an American book. They could book. have done so much. They could have had a local what? Hawaiian artist do it up big. And I know it's probably to save money, Melody, we but give, still. We give Bengali a pretty low score. Like, it's just everything about that is... Everything about Bengali is pretty terrible. to find the book. I mean... It's pretty yeah. bad. Yeah. It's a definite troll. But when it comes to, like, original cover art, you, you guys know yeah. me, too. I feel like majority of the time with original cover art, I give it an outstanding just because... I love any original interpretation of these books. And I feel like that kind of goes full circle with what we were talking about in our main segment is how, you know, that was the start of our collecting was getting these unique cover arts because they're beautiful interpretations of stories that we love. So, yeah, that's everything else I really I enjoy, but not Occitan's cover, man. <sighs> all right i think we did it you guys we did yeah um with that it's gonna be all we have time for today for our season three episode one welcome back episode i've um, congratulations I've guys us. thank oh, thanks, you peter and thank you but you know before we get into the whole thing and i did write it here to make sure that we said thank you because i feel like last time you got like a sec like an afterthought thank you but seriously thank you so much oh me yeah you peter the 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 guy that that one you we we threw you a cannot and said thanks dude yeah i'm pretty sure we like recorded the thank you like afterward yeah (laughs) but but seriously thank you so 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 much for coming on with this episode it's a big milestone for us in our podcast and we're you know you're just such a big part of this community so it means a lot to us having you on here with us well it's such a lovely place <laughs> to be with friends oh, oh you went there Aww. you went dobby quote on us <laughs> precious carly mel and eric are my friends oh, <laughs> oh you're so precious did you dribble eric? and now i can die <laughs> It's a oh, bad dude. time. I've taken like three sips of water this entire like last hour. And, like, that was bad time for me to try to get one in. Oh no. Uh, but if you would like to get in touch with any of us, you can reach out to all of us on our Instagrams individually. So you can hit up Carly at all the pretty books, Eric at Nocturne Eric. You can find me at um the Harry Potter collection, or you can find Peter at the Potter Collector. And you can also visit our websites. So Carly has her website, allthepreattybooks.net. I have theharrypottercollection.com. And now we officially have dialoguealley.com. So that is going to be one of the places where you're going to find pictures of the translation of the show. Um, And it also has like some just information about us. And it's a quick little link to get to our podcast and the other place that you are going to be able to find us is on MuggleNet, which we're so excited about. So if you just go to MuggleNet, we're now going to be part of the MuggleNet family of their podcasts, which we're super stoked about. And MuggleNet has access to so many other Harry Potter resources as well. So 
it's just a really cool place to be a part of the Harry Potter community. So yay, MuggleNet. Um, there are also other ways that you can support our podcast other than just listening to us. You can support us by joining our specific community on Patreon. Um, we recently updated our Patreon, so we have different tiers and different options. We created more benefits for people that have been with us for a long time, but um, you guys can join in at any time at any level you see fit. But we have a lot of access to really cool resources on there. And it's just been a really cool community to be a part of. Um, so you can find that at um, patreon.com slash dialogue alley. Um, and that's also where you're going to be able to find ad free episodes. Um, because now that we're on Spreaker, we have advertisements. Um but it's pretty cool. They told us like the advertisements are geared toward where you live. Like they're kind of regionally based. So like I'm not going to get an advertisement for Menards, but some of you guys are going to get an advertisement for Menards. <laughs> we love Menards. Love Don't save Menards. big money. <laughs> save big money at Menards. I told you every time that commercial came on when I was a little kid, I loved it so much. My mom had to pick me up and we had to dance to it. Oh my gosh. I love it. So I was like two. I was like obsessed with it. You never you know. You sing the other part. <laughs> Plumbing, electrical appliances too. <laughs> the savings will always come right back I to you. <laughs> and you can buy milk there, Peter. Yeah, I know. Really? It's amazing. <laughs> like what? We had fun at Menards. Yeah, I you save Menards. big money it, at you, Menards. It, it was <laughs> wonderful. We had a fun time, Peter and I did. We went last year. Yeah, we did. Yeah, I was like, you have yeah. to see Menards. We went after, actually after um, the last right. time we podcasted together. <laughs> Well, so when, Mal, if you visit Eric or or me, then we'll, we'll take go. you to Menards. We'll, we'll go. We'll definitely go. A group go Menards trip. trip. Instead of meeting at Wizarding World, we meet at Menards. <laughs> I, that sounds like that's, a dream. That's where, we'll have the, that's where we'll have we'll have the dialogue and alley meetup at Menards. <laughs> Any one of your local Twin Cities Menards stores, and we'll have it on the lighting floor. Like, the light level with all the with all the ceiling lights on. Oh my word, you guys! Oh, that sounds amazing. Or the garden center. Oh, that's a good spot too. Yeah, depending on the season, depending what month we're having this in. I lost my earphone. Oh boy! <laughs> I was laughing oh, too no. hard and it fell out. My cheeks hurt. Uh, well, if you guys are feeling any certain way about these advertisements or about Menards or about anything having to do with Dialogue Alley podcast, you can always leave us a written review or you can contact us by sending us an email or messaging us on any of our platforms. You can message us right on our website, any of those things. We'd love to hear from anybody um, if anyone has anything Harry Potter books that they want to share. Send it our way. Um, but with all of that being said, it is now time to walk back through that archway and into our daily lives. So we'll catch you next time. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> See ya. <laughs>